0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission.
1: Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Lamont or visiting RadioLamont.com.
0: This this, 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 is RS3. It's RS3.
1: Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Network.
0: The World Endurance Championship uh, arrives in Shanghai for the final race of this calendar year and it is we are at the halfway point of the 2018-19 super season as it is coined by the ACO and by the FIA WEC. Welcome to RS3, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. This is qualifying for the six hours of Shanghai. And, of course, at the end of this race tomorrow, we'll have three races still to go in a unique season. The 15th of March is the 1,000 miles of Sebring. That's the Friday of the Sebring 12 hours, part of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Then in May, on the 4th of May, will be the six hours of Spa-Francorchamps. The second time we will visit Spa in this Uh, In this season that spans two years and then the 24 Hours of Le Mans completes the year in June 2019. So Shanghai is a venue that uh, all the World Endurance Championship teams are pretty pretty much familiar with. The first race in the WEC taking place in its inaugural year in 2012 and uh, provides a, a great place to race actually. We've had wins through the years. For Toyota, Audi and Porsche. The most recent winner being the Porsche team with their nine nineteen hybrid, no longer part of the championship, and Audi victorious in twenty thirteen when Andre Lostra Benoit Krelueh And Marcel Fessler uh, took the spoils. But uh, Sebastian Buemi has a decent record here. Winner in 2014 with Anthony Davidson, who subsequently moved into LMP2. But Buemi very much still part of the Toyota squad. That was a TSO40 that took victory, uh, what, four years ago. And in 2012, it was Alex Wurtz and Nicola Lapierre, of course. Lapierre is also here this weekend, but not part of... Of uh, the Toyota squad any longer, but uh, he was in 2012 and took victory in a race that was just over a thousand kilometres in those days. This year, Toyota represent the only uh, uh, competitor in the hybrid category, but uh, we have a, a very decent entry elsewhere in LMP1. Sadly, again, no Genetas and uh, their drama sort of rumble on but we have got two rebellions and one of which was very fast in practice on the first day, free practice one in fact Andre Lottre topped the times for a little while in the number one at rebellion R13 Gibson, remember those cars powered by a four and a half litre V8 these days, Neil Jarny and Bruno Seller, his teammates, Matthias Besch Thomas Laurent who's going to be testing a Formula 2 car uh, pretty soon is racing the number three car this weekend, and he has been all season with Gustavo Menezes. Ollie Webb, told Tom Dillman, and James Rossiter represent the driving lineup in the bi collars racing Enso CLM. And then for Toyota, in the seven car, they were winners last time out, you might remember in Fuji, Mike Conway, Kimimi Kobayashi, Jose Maria Lopez, joined by the number eight car, Sebastian Buemi, Kaz Nakajima, and Fernando Alonso. There's then uh, a representative from Dragon Speed. And that car, although sitting out the Michelin tyre test yesterday, has done all the free practice sessions. No Henrik Hedman again. He sat out the Fuji race and likewise not going to be here, but he will be at Sebring. And it's my understanding he'll do the other three races remaining in the season after Shanghai. But instead of Henrik, it'll be James Allen partnering uh, Ben Hanley and Renga van der Zander. And then the two SMP racing cars are certainly present in Shanghai. Michaela Loshin, Vitali Petrov, and Jensen Button in the number 11 car. And car 17 will have Stefan Sarazan, Yegor Rudchev, and Matevos Izakian. There are seven LMP2 cars. Go through those in detail once we get to the qualifying session for those machines. However, it is GT time first Good of all. In the
1: pit line. This is race control. Session starts for LMGT cars in less than five minutes. Track is clean, still dry. Please turn on your RCNS systems and please remind drivers of the absolute need to respect track limits. The procedure will be the same that we've been using this season.
0: And that's our race director, Eduardo Freitas. Uh, I'm Johnny Palmer, by the way. I'm not sure whether I mentioned that, but uh, I'm sure many of you knew it already. The cars are out on the apron. There are 20 cars, uh, amazingly enough, in GT Pro and AM combined. That is because we've got an extra car this weekend. um, And this is the entry for Corvette Racing. A Chevrolet Corvette C7R returning to the World Endurance Championship Unknown yet as to whether we will see any as part of the 1,000 miles of Sebring. But fantastic to have Doug Feehan team f- team and the Pratt & Miller guys back again. Sadly, Doug Feehan not here this weekend. That is because prior to the announcement in June that the, she- the Chevrolet Corvette would be in Shanghai, he'd arranged a holiday. So he stuck with, uh, I presume, a family holiday, stuck with that, and therefore not in Shanghai and not part of a Pratt Miller effort Since 1997, therefore. But Ollie Gavin and Tom Milner are here, the 46 and 32-year-olds respectively. They raced at Le Mans in the number 64 car. Uh, They tend to run as cars 3 and 4 in the IMSA Championship, but 63 and 64 in the World Endurance Championship. And the 64 is retained, therefore, and and uh, I guess eligible for championship points as well as it was those, t- those cars were at Le Mans, but they're significantly further back than the rest of their GTE Pro competitors. It's not in the familiar yellow livery either. And if you've got access to pictures, you'll be looking at for the mainly silver with a little bit of red, a little bit of black on it. That represents the Redline uh, brand. And there is a Redline uh, arm to the range, which is available in China, And that's the big push, really, from Corvette this weekend. They're, it's an emerging market for the American manufacturer, and they're keen to build on their motorsport heritage as well uh, in the States and at Le Mans and bring it to China. So it'll be really interesting to see how Olly Gavin and Tom Milner get on. They've had a little bit of a b- balance of performance break as well uh, in the 11th hour, heading into the qualifying Sessions and qualifying, yeah, what qualifying session singular and for the race tomorrow. The number 70 car is out on the apron, that's the entry from Japan MR Racing with Moto Aki Ishikawa, Olivier Beretta, and Eddie Cheever, the drivers. You can only use two drivers in the session, by the way, and need to get into World Endurance Championship qualifying mode rather than ELMS, which is the most recent ACO type racing. I've been doing, I suppose, with the Portugal event, finishing the ELMS season at the end of last month. But in quali for World Endurance Championship, uh, your time is not legal until two, dru- two different drivers have been out. And those times are then equaled uh, or averaged out, i.e. add the two together and divide by two. Uh, when you're racing and competing Under in a... one minute under one minute to
1: start qualifying for LMGT cars please advise drivers of the need to respect track limits any infringement we see or is reported to us will entail deleting the lap immediately
0: yes and uh, Edouard makes a good point there because track limits always keenly observed at most circuits but I remember here in Shanghai particularly in fact, we've had kerb break over the years seconds. as well um, yes, if you if you are part of a GTE AM team, then uh, it's not just a case of put, choosing two of your drivers at random. The bronze is very much part of the entry. Remember, in GTE AM and driver combinations, there has to be a bronze graded driver. let just the countdown. Six, five, four, three,
1: two, one. LMGT session has started. LMGT
0: qualifying session has started. And LMGTE, both pro and AM cars, then heading out onto track. And the 20 minutes has started to cap down as well, just as the pit lane is open. So, an outlap before you can really get your teeth into this circuit. I will finish the point about driving combinations in GTE AM. Uh, you have to start off with a bronze. So you absolutely need a an FIA graded bronze driver in your trio. There then has to be either a bronze or a silver graded driver, and your third choice is free. So most teams going with a, a platinum or a gold driver, unsurprisingly. And every team, as part of the GTE Am lineup, is sporting three different drivers. That's not the case in GTE Pro, where they've all got two and that seems to simplify matters for the pro teams uh, across just a six-hour race, so you can comfortably do that with two pilots, and as cars are heading out onto track, I'll give you the starting drivers in this qualifying session. Tommy Milner is out in the number 64 Chevrolet Corvette. It's Egidio Perfetti for Team Project 1. They took victory uh, a few weeks back in Fuji, and... It's Kevin Estra and Michael Christensen who currently lead the championship by 25 points. So they're on 96 over the duo in the Ford, Stefan Mücke and Olivier Pla in the number 66 car. Uh, Cars still streaming out of the pit lane, but of the ones that have currently done that, as I say, Giddeo Profetti in the Team Project 1 Porsche, number 56. It's Mokwang Sun. Clearwater Racing Ferrari number 61. Tommy Milner in the Chevrolet Corvette number 64. Stefan Mucke in the Ford Chip Ganassi Team UK Ford GT. That is number 66. Not sure yet about whether it's Andy Prio or Harry Tinkle. That car's yet to leave the pit lane. And I did notice the four guys actually um, with the engine cover off with that car. It's out on the apron, but several mechanics leaning over and checking one or two things, I hope there's not a problem there Moto Aki Ishikawa for MR Racing the number 70 Ferrari will start the session, Davide Regon for AF Corsa is in the 71, Matt Campbell drives the 77 Dempsey Proton Racing Porsche uh, in the BMWs not yet seen the 81 car out on track but Antonio Felix da Costa is in the 82 Ben Barker drives the Gulf Racing Porsche number 86, 88 Dempsey Porsche is Kalud Alkabaisi returning to the team uh, he raced at Le Mans Johnny Adam is in the TF Sports Aston Martin in the AM category that's car 90 Richard Leitz for Porsche GT team is in the 91, in the sister car is Michael, Michael Christensen in the Aston Martins the pro cars, 95 and 97 driven by Nikki team and Maxi Martel respectively and Pedro Lamy is in the 98 car so we're still waiting for just Andy Prio, potentially, might be Harry Tickle, I suppose, in the 67 Ford, and for the 81 BMW, cars I've missed, Alessandro Pierre Guidi in the 51, and Giancarlo Fisichella in the 54, they are both Ferraris, and still the work continues on, in Ford number 67, so 66 is going round at the moment, but 67 is being frantically worked upon, and bear in mind this is only a 20-minute session takes a little while to get out and actually around to start your flying lap because this is a 54 kilometer circuit 3.3 miles there are 16 corners and designed by the well-known Formula 1 circuit architect Herman Tilke obviously a grade 1 track and as I say there have been races at the Shanghai Uh, International circuit since 2012 in the World Endurance Championship when this championship first came into being so 66 happily uh, picking off laps and um, there is more of a concern for the 67 car I'm afraid but as soon as that arrives out on track I will let you know the 71 Ferrari is now exiting the very tight right-hander at turn 14 that's immediately followed by the right-hand kink at 15 where you're still accelerating must still be flat through there and then a dramatic slow for the uh, not quite 90 degree left-hander it's a little bit shallower than that But nevertheless, a hard stop and important to stay within the track limits there because over the years people have been stung for getting all four wheels off the circuit on the exit of 16, which brings you down the start-finish line. Uh, It's a strange old pit entry here in that you don't actually take turn 16 and you can brake a lot later. But that can cause an issue in the braking area if you're wanting to pit and the guys in front of you are wanting to stay on the circuit. So you've always got to be mindful of that but you fly into a uh, pit lane entry and remember to stop for the left-hander uh, I should remember Lewis Hamilton didn't do that a few years ago in the Chinese Grand Prix and one or two others as well have been caught by the ever- closing in gravel trap, which is ready to catch you out on the outside of the left hand kink into the pits over five minutes gone already and a little bit of a wide entry onto the long long straight here and Shanghai out of 13 for the 77 Porsche driven by Matt Campbell but in pro setting the pace initially is Alessandro uh, is rather Antonio Felix da Costa in the BMW M6 GTE car number 82 and now, finally, out on track is Nikki Katzberg in the other of the BMW. So it's taken a little while for the 81 car to appear. Has the 67 come out yet? And the answer to that is uh, uh, no. 207.987 might represent actually an outlap which became an inlap. So whether Andy Prio, who has, by the looks of things, done a lap, whether he sensed an issue there that needed to be rectified straight away I'm not really sure but uh, the team called him in that car still sits in the pit lane and they are losing a huge amount of time ah now the car is on the move and it is still surely Andy at the wheel so the Guernseyman finally now heading into the ever-tightening Turn 1 and let's hope that the last minute work by Ford and the UK arm of the Ford Chip Ganassi Squad, Let's hope that they've rectified that issue. There are four cars already back in the pit lane, which are the 77 Porsche, the 98 Aston Martin from GTE, Am. they're joined by the number 90 TS Sport Aston Martin. 56 is in the pit lane, 70 also, and now the 95 and the 92 cars are in. So we are nearly at half distance. Still got two minutes and 40 seconds before we hit the 10-minute mark. But obviously, initial drivers of what we expect to be two, uh, in this session are happy with what they've done, they want to do the driver change as quickly as possible and of course there is still the option, uh, once driver 2 has put in the time, to come back in the pit lane for a second time and switch back to driver 1 for that driver to try and improve again but I suppose it's important at least just to get initial times in from each then they can worry about improving if there's still some time left in the session. So Antonio Felix da Costa has set the best time so far, and it is a one minute fifty nine point zero nine nine for the Portuguese, which puts the eighty two car top of GTE Pro. Nicky' team is second fastest in the number ninety five Aston Martin. His time is only seventy one thousandths of a second slower, a one fifty nine point one seven zero from the Danish driver, and another Danish third fastest. Michael Christensen in the 92 Porsche GTT GT team 911 RSR so it is BMW fastest from Aston Martin and Porsche and a Ferrari makes it a fourth different manufacturer in the initial top 4 and Ford make it five so a great spread of different cars Alessandro Pier Guidi currently representing the fourth fastest car and Stefan Mücke is fifth fastest in the 66 car that's a little misleading because none of those times count yet we haven't yet had a second driver do any times in GTE Am it is the Spirit of Race Ferrari number 54 having been uh, qualified by Giancarlo Fisichella the former Formula 1 driver and the Spirit of Race crew fastest with the 2 minutes point two eight one. Second lap, two minutes dead, Point two eight one. Tommy Milner uh, is the slowest of the GT Pro cars that have set time so far because we haven't yet seen a time, oh, no, from Andy Prio because the car is stopped out on circuit. So not only was he late joining the session, but that car is now displayed on my timing screen as being stranded out on track. And that's disaster for the 67 team. Uh, they have had uh, not a great season so far. It struggled to get going, in all honesty. And let's just have a look at coming into this round where Prio and Tinknell are positioned in the championship. They're 7th, 35 points, but I make that 61 points off Kevin Estra and Michael Christensen, who were winners at Le Mans, and they were winners last time out in Fuji. So an awful lot of points to try and gather up. And this is not the best news for Andy Prio, who is ah, running again, so he got to the end of Sector 1, but he didn't get to the end of Sector 2, so I'll wait to see what the time is from the 67 forward. in fact, the, the engine note you hear in the background is Andy Prio. I have to say that engine sounds reasonably healthy, changing down the gears now, slowing for Turn 14, the hairpin at the end of the long straight. Sounds alright coming out of that corner as well So maybe my screen was just a little bit glitchy Let's see whether he goes into pit lane or stays out Well he's little option really Now that the car is definitely running It might have been actually throughout this lap and Probably the screen was playing up a little bit So over the line Andy Prio goes To commence a first flying lap There are only nine minutes left though So he's got to do a a flying lap of his own Then go round again And bring the car in To switch to Harry Tinknell And hope that uh, Harry... The man from Exeter has enough time to put in his own effort. Uh, in GTE Am, as I said, Spirit of Race Ferrari fastest from the Golf Racing Porsche. And it was Ben Barker who put that time in. A 201.155 for Ben Barker. So second fastest in GTE Am. Third quickest is Christian Reed in the Dempsey Proton Racing Porsche. That's car number 77. And championship leader at uh, 201.528, joined by two very capable drivers uh, again in the form of Julian Andlauer and also at the top of the driver championships, Matt Campbell. So Matt's already been in the car and he's handed it over to the bronze-graded Christian Reed. Sally Yollock is four fastest in GTE Am, he's at the wheel of the number 90. Tom Ferrier sport-prepared Aston Martin Vantage that's the old school Vantage remember with the non turbocharged engine it's got a four and a half litre V8 in the old girl and still yet to hear whether uh, teams will be permitted to change to the newest Vantage next year I think the rule pretty hard set by the FIA and the ACO is that you have to stay with a year old car throughout the season that spans two years so despite the fact that Vantage will actually be 12 months old going into Sebring next year teams like TF Sports and Aston Martin Racing will have to stick to the older chassis BMW number 81 is now in the pit lane and they are doing a driver change there And actually, Nicky Katzberg is now fastest. So, uh, it was a BMW that was quickest. It is still a BMW that's quickest, but uh, it's no longer the 82 car. Now, Nicky Katzberg has gone through six-tenths of a second faster than Antonio Felix Costa's effort. So, Costa did a 159.099. Nick Katzberg's at a 158.4. That is six-tenths of a second, nearly, well, six-and-a-half-tenths of a second faster than his stable mate and the 81 and 82 cars therefore topped the times Um, last time out in the Fuji race it was a victory for Porsche but a notable step on for BMW because they finished second in the Fuji 6 hours with Antonio Felix da Costa and Tom Blomqvist in the number 82 car so BMW continuing really where they left off in the race in Japan and let's see what the co-drivers can do now in 81, the co-driver in 81 is Martin Tomček, and in the Tom Blomfist rather than the Antonio Felix da Costa car is the Brit Tom Blomfist and son of Steiger, of course, the famous rally driver of the 1970s and 80s so 81 and 82 look to be best placed although a new fastest lap for the 66 car that's a personal best that goes across the line and that Ford driven now by Olivier Pla, has done a 158.790 so combine the two times that is Stefan Mücke and Pla, and we get a 158.790 and that car as a result is currently the fastest combined time let's just see whether I can configure the screen to tell me uh, who is fastest as long as we've got the two times in, it looks like I can't but that's alright, we can live you that. so 159.239 is the combined time after a, a 159.6 from uh, Muka and a 158.7 from Plark driver two is also now at the wheel of the 95 machine so initially that was nikki team it's now marco Sorensen. team's time was just over a 159 and pretty much matching that actually marginally quicker by three hundredths of a second marco Sorensen. but great consistency from the dane train there car number 95 and the combined time is a 159.157 car 67 by the way Is certainly out on track because we've been able to utilize now the on-board camera in the uh, little studio here, and that means that 67 might be changing down the gears. Harry Tinker got more dramas. No, I think he's just backing off a little bit prior to 16, so he gets a good run out of that corner. Now going over the finish line and the start line, because there are different places here at Shanghai, and that car is now getting up to speed. Let's have a look in car 67. It is Harry Ticknell. They've done the switch. They've got four minutes now to post the time. So Harry will have a couple of opportunities at this lap. Because what they can't do now is come back in the pit lane and switch to Andy Prio. So Prio will have had one stab at it after all those problems during his part of the session. There's no rule as to when you have to switch drivers. And as I say, some teams choose to do that quite early with with the potential option to switch back to driver one before the 20 minutes is up. But 67 are not going to have that luxury. Martin Tomczyk hasn't yet set a time, nor has Tom Blomqvist. So at the moment, the 81 and the 82 cars offering the fastest time, but it's not a legal time yet because we haven't had driver two in. One car that is in the pit lane is the 92 Porsche. And that car has already been qualified by Michael Christensen so taking over now is Kevin Estra as the 67 car is heading through the sequence of corners that takes the drivers onto the long back straight call it a back straight it's sort of um, not quite parallel or well, nothing like parallel with the start finish line a further 90 degrees round and therefore at the end of that you have a, 90, you have a 180 degree hairpin, and 90 degree left and that brings the cars back onto the main straight this Shanghai International Circuit which was first opened in 2004 5.4 kilometres to say, uh, therefore just under 3.5 miles with the 67 car all its weight shifting to the front axle there as Harry Ticknell slowed for The left-hander at turn 16 to finish the lap, he comes over the line and I'll tell you, just as the timing screen has caught up, what uh, Harry's time is Andy a 159.642 and Harry Tignall's should have registered It has, it's a 159.168 from Harry Tignall I beg your pardon, it's a 158.9 at the wrong line there because there were times chopping and changing so 158.9 for Harry 159.6 for Andy Prio so the duo coming out with an average of a 159.2 and that currently puts them of the cars that have offered a second fastest time it puts them fourth so that's alright and it looks like the hard work from Ford Chip Ganassi's team uh, has been rewarded by a fourth place time so far. Uh, that should probably turn into a fifth fastest time just as soon as Martin Tomcek has registered on timing and scoring. Tom Blomqvist goes through, and that's an improvement for Tom, a 159.812. So that car's average, number 82 BMW, has done a 159.055. We are still waiting for a second time from car 81. In GTE Am, It's Matteo Cairoli now who tops the times in not the championship-leading Dempsey Proton Racing Porsche, but the other machine, the 88. So Cairoli in 88, who's he sharing with in this session? 88 was started by Caludo Alcabaizzi. The driver, therefore, not represented in qualifying is Giorgio Roda. And Cairoli is already back in the pit lane, being congratulated, in fact, by Khaled Alkabaisi, so it looks like they feel the work is done now. And what sort of an advantage are they sitting on? Well, 77s. Uh, in fact, it's no longer an advantage because what's happened there then? 88 Matteo Cairoli sets the best time so far in GTE Am. It's a two minutes point one two eight, but the car has now fallen to third fastest. So that must be Christian Reed putting in a time, a 202.374 and you add that time to Matt Campbell's from a little bit earlier on and that puts the 77 car now fastest in GTE Amp. the chequered flag is out already big smiles down in the pit lane but uh, of course cars that are currently on a fast lap will be permitted to finish that so celebrations are potentially quite early here for BMW because Ford have gone through the 66 Ford driven by Stefan Mücke, who has taken charge of that car for a second time in the session has just set a 158.627 so that was a 58.7 from Olivier Pla, Mucha getting back in the car for a 158.464 and that's potentially put the 66 Ford back to pole position and the BMWs who were looking very strong indeed a couple of moments ago, first and second have now dropped to second and fourth 81 and 82 respectively so 81 looking like it's going to bag a front row start in GTE Pro but Ford are faster and by a quarter of a second on combined times so 66 fastest in pro 81 second fastest 97 Aston Martin is third and fourth position the 82 car also being locked into position assuming there are no improvements in GTE and the 77 Porsche of Christian Reed and Matt Campbell the spirit of race Ferrari number 54 is currently second fastest going through on that lap is Martin Tomczyk, but he does not improve. In fact, he pits at the end of that lap, the 81 BMW. Would have been permitted to finish that uh, lap, though. And 92 suddenly skips up to fourth fastest, so that will relegate the 82 BMW a further place, and the championship leaders, Kevin Estra and Michael Christensen in GTE Pro, will finish the session in at least fourth well at best fourth position let's see whether anybody else can improve further behind so pro looks like this 66 Ford fastest 81 BMW second quickest 97 Aston Martin is third and the 92 Porsche snatching fourth place very late in the piece indeed thanks to Kevin Estra's effort a 158.801 and combine that with Michael Christensen's time, of 159.261. That gives the car a 159.0 and puts it on the second row. The BMW, therefore, falling to fifth place, car 82. And it'll be joined on the third row with the 95 Aston Martin, it looks like, of Marco Sorensen and Nicky Team. Seventh fastest in pro, the 67 Ford. Eighth quickest, the 91 Porsche of Richard Leitz. And Leitz is sharing with Jimmy Bruni, of course, the Italian. James Collado for AF Corsa is the best Ferrari and pro, ninth fastest it looks like, and... I would imagine James Collado a little unhappy again with where the Ferrari sits in the balance of performance scale in China this weekend. He shares with Alessandro Pierre today on Combined Times, our ninth fastest ahead of the 71 Ferrari, also from AF Corsa. And the new car to the party, representing 11 cars therefore in GTE Pro, is the Corvette Racing Corvette C7R. Oli Gavin and Tommy Milner have been doing the qualifying and their combined effort at 2 minutes 0.228 2 minutes 0.228 that's the only GTE Pro car uh, slower than 2 minutes but only by a couple of tenths and that car will start from 11th position then there's a split effectively between Pro and Am and the fastest car now the Aston Martin of Pedro Lamy in, a- in GTE Am so again speaking of leaving it late Pedro Lamy and Paul De La Lana certainly have done that and the number 98 Aston Martin with some catching up to do in the championship are the pole sitters so there was much congratulation down at Dempsey Proton Racing I thought 88 had bagged it then Christian Reid came through in 77 to go quicker on combined times well now the Aston Martin and uh, it is a gap of 0.6 of a second amazingly let's just have a look at the, no it's not as big as that I beg your pardon, that's again a slight glitch as far as looking at individual times compared to combined times let's give you the average for the Aston Martin number 98, it was a 201.884 and a 201.951 for the Dempsey Proton Racing 77 Porsche, let's hear from Stefan Mucke now being interviewed by Louise Beckett
1: Stefan celebrating with the team. That was incredible. So last minute.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, very good strategy from our team. Yeah, So we had actually three sets of tyres and uh, the track was getting better and better. So we, we saw that immediately uh, uh, after a few laps of the session that every lap was getting quicker. Don't know if it had to do with the rubber from the previous series, but uh, yeah, that was our strategy. And thanks to our engineer, did an absolutely great job. Put the uh, tyres the absolutely in the right window. and was everything spot on. Thanks to the team. Great job.
1: Great drive. Well done. Thank you.
0: Yeah, leaving it very very late actually in both of the classes there Stefan Mukhert and Olivier Pla in the 66 Ford uh, snatch pole position in the 66, very late in the day. Their combined time is at 158.627 after nine laps completed. The BMW only did six laps, number 81, but will start on the front row. And that is the uh, car of Martin Tomcek and Nicky Katzberg. So not the guys that finished second at Fuji last time out. Third position is the 97, Aston Martin of Maxime Martin and Alex Lynn. And then in fourth position, Kevin Estra and Michael Christensen, who lead the championship by 25 points coming into this race. Tom Blomqvist and Martin Tom and... uh and Antonio Felix de Costa, rather, uh, qualified their BMW number 82 in 5th, ahead of the Aston Martin number 95 in 6th position. And a reminder, it all changed very late in the day in GTE Am as well, with the Aston Martin Racing entry. And remember, that's the old Vantage for Pedro Lamy, uh, Paul De La Lana and Matthias Lauder, who we didn't see in qualifying. You have to uh, use your bronze, uh, as one of your drivers in the qualifying session, well, they were very late indeed improving to a 201.884 and snatching pole position, therefore, from the 77 Dempsey Proton Racing Walter of Christian Reed and Matt Campbell, who also qualified the car. We didn't see, therefore, Julian Andler and he's currently rated a silver, but I reckon in the future he's a potential gold platinum. Third position, the 54 Spirit of Race Ferrari, and well done, therefore, to. Thomas Fleur to Giancarlo Fisichella, the qualifiers, and also to Francesco Castellacci, the spectators prepared. Fourth position, the 88 Dempsey Proton Racing Porsche. Fifth place for the TF Sport Aston Martin, number 90. Sixth position in GTE Am for the Clearwater Racing Ferrari, number 61. Matt Griffin was the second driver to be put into that car. Uh, seventh fastest was the Team Project 1 Porsche, winners in Fuji. York Bergmeister qualifying with Egidio Perfetti, the Norwegian driver, so that car was seventh, eighth fastest for the Golf Racing Porsche, and ninth quickest for the number 70 entry of MR Racing, and Eddie Cheever qualifying that car, along with Moto Aki Ishikawa. We're now starting to hear the engine notes from Gibson, representing the LMP2 entry this weekend. Seven cars then, here in Shanghai all powered by the same spec engine of the Gibson guys from uh, Repton in Derbyshire and it's a 4.2 litre V8 of course in all LMP2 machines whether you're in the European Le Mans series the Asian Le Mans series or indeed the World Endurance Championship and there are cars from TDS Racing they have an Aurica 07 uh, Racing Team Nederland with the Delara, but with the same type of Gibson engine dragon speed of the usa at least american flagged the Orica 07 for roberto gonzalez past the maldonado and anthony davidson continuing in his lmp2 career sydney tech alpine Matt Mutt with their alpine a470 but scratched beneath the surface and that is also an Orica 07 nicola lapierre andre negrao and pierre Thierrier. the two jackie chan dc racing cars at 37 and 38 and the Labra competition car which is the only Ligier JSP217 in the field uh, just four cars in the whole of the entry uh, running on Dunlop tyres this year and they're all to be found in the LMP2 category Dunlop shot cars are TDS Racing number 28 the Sydney Tech Alpine Machine number 36 and the two Jackie Chan DC Racing cars still in the garage is the number 7 Toyota don't think there's anything to be concerned about as far as that's concerned because the session is a few minutes away yet from being live. But let me tell you about how close it is in LMP2 as far as the championship is concerned. It all bunched up very nicely indeed in Fuji. First of all, we'll hear from Eduardo Freitas. 30 seconds to go green. It's in the team's championship. It's Zinitec Alpi Matmut who top the, the points. They are on 87 with... Victory at Le Mans. And that so it was a long, long wait, of course, because of 10, 9, ongoing appeal. Eight,
1: seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. LMP qualifying has started. Please remind your drivers of the need to respect track limits.
0: Uh, no longer ongoing. I should point out that court case has finally come to a finish and uh, was ruled in favour of Signatech Alpine Matt and after there were fueling misdemeanours from the 26 crew and they were able to pit and fuel the car something like three or four seconds faster than anybody else. That was investigated. Initially, the car was disqualified, but it went to appeal. And finally, in Fuji, the Sydney Alpine Matmuk crew received their Le Mans trophy. And they currently top the championship, partly due to the 38 points then earned at Les But they've also had three other podium finishes a second place at Spa and two third positions at Silverstone and at Fuji but they only lead the championship by a point so 87 plays 86 and there are in fact two teams on 86 points both of the Jackie Chan DC Racing crews so that's not bad with still half the season still to go three different teams or three different crews, should I say, two different teams, separated by just a point. There's a bigger gap then of 31 points back to the Dragon Speed Squad, number 31. Labra Competition are fifth in the championship, ahead of Racing Team Nederland and TDS Racing. And in LMP1 in the World Endurance Trophy, so this is for uh, this is for manufacturers and teams combined. Toyota Gazoo Racing lead on 92. Rebellion Racing are on 78 and SMP Racing are on 37 points. But as far as the drivers, the World Endurance Drivers' Championship is concerned, it is Fernando Alonso, Kaz Nakajima and Sebastián Buemi who topped the championship on 84. Big puff of smoke there from the back of the 31, by the way, on its out lap. I think that was just a lock-up for the driver of the 31. I'll tell you who's starting all these cars in a second. But yes, crew number eight... Alonso, Nakajima and Buemi lead by 13 points ahead of Jose Maria Lopez, Kamui Kobayashi and Mike Conway but some of that ground was uh, made up again by 7 points uh, by victory for the 7 crew in Fuji so they got 25, it was a second place for the 8 car and 18 points therefore and that bunches up the two leading Drive the two leading sets of drivers at the top of the World Endurance Drivers Championship. Third are Gustavo Menezes, Matthias Besch, and Thomas Laurent, and they drive the number three Rebellion R13. And then it's the other car, number one, of Andre Lotter and Neil Gianni. And uh, I was about to say the third driver in that lineup, but in fact, they haven't stuck with the same no that's right because Bruno Senna was out for a little while because he was injured so therefore Bruno Senna is a bit further back in the championship points but Andre Lotter and Neil Gianni are very close indeed to the number three squad so with cars now leaving the pit lane let's just tell you who is at the wheel of the various cars Bruno Senna the man I've just mentioned is driving the number one rebellion at the wheel of the number three it is Matthias Besch Olivier Pla at the wheel of the number four car driving number 7 is Kamui Kobayashi in number 8 it's Fernando Alonso they're the two Toyotas the number 10 Dragon Speed LMP1 car it's Ben Hanley the 11 SMP Racing BR Engineering BR1 it's Jensen Button and Stefan Sarazan drives the number 17 SMP Racing car in LMP2 the TDS Racing car number 28 is being uh, is at least started by Lloyd Duval in this 20 minute qualifying session in 29 it's Fritz van Eerd he is Mr. Jumbo from the Netherlands. Jumbo running on the dorsal fin of the car. They're a big supermarket chain in the Netherlands. And the Dutchman, Fritz van Eerd, is the owner and chief executive of that company. Uh, 31, Dragon Speed, started by Pastor Maldonado. The 36 car, Nicola Lapierre. In the, in the 37, it's Nabil Jeffrey. And Enzo Guibert, who is a new signing for Labra competition... And that means that for the first time this year, Labra running uh, not with three bronze drivers, but now with Enzo Ghibert, who is, I'm pretty sure in saying, a gold-rated driver. Just need to check that on the entry list, but it does mean that uh, Erwin Creed and Romano Ricci are joined now by a potentially significantly faster driver, and that should bring the Labra competition car back into the mix you might say yes Guy Bear is the gold Richie and Creed both bronze drivers in lmp 2 um, you are permitted one silver and then your two other choices are free but there has to be a silver in the three driver combination but TDS deciding to go with a bronze a gold and a platinum in the form of uh, Francois Perodo, macho Vazivier and Loic Duval Toyota reaching the end of a flying lap, or is, a, is about to at least, and that takes the number seven car to provisional pole position. We haven't yet seen a time from a second driver, and it, actually, Fernando Alonso, who is behind the number seven machine on the road, also goes through to set an even better time. So, it's currently the seven car, actually, be your it was Alonso, now it's the 7 car and the timing screen is a little bit slow to pick up on that. So uh, that's now been rectified and therefore the fastest LMP1 car is car number 7. And the second fastest machine is in fact the number one of Bruno Senna. So it's not Toyota's first and second, it's Toyota's first and third fastest with Bruno Senna sitting between them on initial times. But these are just the first offerings from drivers one and we will see the second pilots in uh, in the second part of the session. Depending on whether Toyota are happy with those times. It might be that they pit at the end of this next lap. But Kamui Kobayashi's time is a 143.329. Fernando Alonso, a 143.620. And sitting between them with a 143.5, Bruno Senna. Fourth fastest, Stefan Sarrazin for SMP Racing. Car 17 then has done a 143.963. And fifth fastest is Matthias Besch in Rebellion number three, a 144.248 from the Swiss driver. 13 minutes on the clock what's happening in LMP2 well Nicola Lapierre is so far fastest I- for the initial times so a 148.598 from the Frenchman for Signatech Alpine Matmut who are by a point the championship leaders with their Alpine A470 so car 36 is fastest from Gabrielle Obrey in the Jackie Chan DC Racing Orica Gabby's done a 148.635 ahead of The Dragon Speed car, Pasta Maldonado, 148.971, and then it's Loic Duval for TDS Racing. But of those four cars I've just given you, three of them are already back in the pit lane and doing driver changes. And a car on the pit lane speed limiter is Toyota number 7, so that means that Kimui Kobayashi is back in the pit lane, as is Fernando Alonso. So no time being wasted here. It's literally been an outlap, a flying lap and then an in-lap and now they are doing the driver changes so Andre Lotterer taking charge of the number one car being strapped into car number eight is Kazuki Nakajima taking over from Fernando Alonso and those cars will return to track very swiftly I just wonder whether the reason for doing these driver changes so early on in the session is because of the restriction on tyres and you need to you leave some tyres and some meat on the tyres back for the race so do a a flying lap get some heat and some tyre pressure up then do the flying lap then do an in lap which can be you know a kind of moderately paced in lap tempering the speed and trying to ease back on the tyre wear that means you've you've still got some decent Michelin or Dunlop tyres to fall back on for the race And it might be that we see Mike Conway and Kaz Nakajima heading out and doing, again, literally an out-lap, a flying lap and an in-lap and calling it a day, even though there might still be about four minutes left on the clock. Conversation being had at Racing Team Nederland. There Delara is back in the pit lane. So Fritz van Eerd has done a time. And I reckon he's probably going to be handing over to Guido van der Garda. Could well be Nick de Vries, we'll wait and see, but Guido van der Garde is the platinum in that combination. And you might remember that, that that was the car that Jan Lammers was uh, part of the team early on in the season. He did the initial Spa six hours, he did Le Mans, but then stepped aside to allow Nick de to be part of the team. And Nick raced at Silverstone and at Fuji and is here in Shanghai as well and Nick's going to be on board with Racing Team Nederland for the rest of this current World Endurance Championship season Jose Maria Lopez isn't part of this session, he is in his Toyota uniform but not a race suit so therefore leaving the qualifying instead to teammates Kamui Kobayashi and Mike Conway, Kobayashi's done a time Mike Conway is waiting still I think for the signal, no in fact the Toyota is now on the move but didn't leave the pit lane initially sort of strapped in the car and then was talking to the team for a little while, they were, might, be, might have been waiting for a gap in the traffic actually in a suitable place to put the car back out on circuit, so Mike Conway now taking charge of the number 7 car which has done the best time of the driver 1 offerings let's see what's The combined effort is in a moment or two. We'll give Mike the opportunity to do the outlap and then start a flyer. Nine and a half minutes left in this qualifying session for LMP1 and LMP2 cars. And you're tuned to RS3, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels, with Johnny Palmer taking you through qualifying. Uh, The race coverage tomorrow, by the way, won't just be me, but I'm delighted to say I'll be joined by Alex Kapadia, uh, formerly of the European Le Mans series. Racing in the LMP3 category, and we'll be catching up with Alex, of course, about World Endurance Championship matters, but also as far as what he's going to be planning in his racing career in the next few years. I understand a little bit of a sabbatical is around the corner, but I'm hoping that's not going to be it for his racing career. And we'll hear more from Alex tomorrow. Uh, check the radiolamont.com homepage for the relevant timings, assuming your browser time. Is uh, or on on your laptop and uh, PC is correct then it will convert but if you're in the UK I can tell you it's a a 2.30am start for the countdown to green Uh, the race starts at 3am and will take us through until 9am at which point at 915 we start post-race tech but um, if you're elsewhere in the world then just go to the RadioLeMond.com website and uh, it will do the calculations for you so LMP2 cars most of them are circulating again although the number 50 Labra Competition Ligier is currently in the pit lane, that's already been piloted by Enzo Guybert and has now been handed over to Erwin Creed, so let's see what Creed can do in the Labra Ligier, Dragon Speed back out on track, that car initially started I think by Ant Davidson trying to remember now which name I mentioned in the 31, no, it was past Maldonado, wasn't it? So Maldonado and Roberto Gonzalez. Gonzalez had to be part of qualifying because he is the silver. And all silvers in the LMP2 lineups having to be part of quali. Seven and a half minutes to go as the number eight Toyota powers out of turn 16. The seven car is behind it on the road. And car number eight goes over the line to set a 143.399 as an average. That was because of a 143.1 offered by Kaznakajima. So 143.179 from the Japanese, giving the car a 143.4 combined time. And as I say, that Mike Conway crosses the line, and his time is better than Kamui Kobayashi's. It is a 143.155 for Mike Conway And that gives the car a 142.242 as an average So car 7 is currently fastest on combined times From car number 8 And it was Fernando Alonso who set the initial time It's now Kaz going through And he is faster than the Spaniard And former Formula 1 world champion 38 going through turns 2 and 3 38 is the Jackie Chan DC racing car Which is currently occupying provisional pole Hoping tongue is at the wheel of that Orica 07 and the first Time from car 38 was done By Gabby O'Brien, the 20 year old Frenchman who is silver So they're in quite A luxurious position in that Their silver is a very strong Driver indeed a man certainly on The up formerly of the Formula Renault Euro Cup Doing some Formula 3 racing or has done in the past as well I suppose the fact that these World Endurance Championship races only come along once in a while five of them spaced across a full 12 months effectively and another three then in a six month period next year and it does mean you can dovetail your uh, your motorsport season with a few other activities the 50 car is off the track and the 50 car has come to grief at turn two but also off the track the number 36 machine now that car has been fastest in the session it's currently fourth quickest and Pierre Thierrier has had a bit of a whoopsie there I couldn't identify straight away whether that 37 car had fallen off the track but the 50 machine with Erwin Creed at the wheel certainly coming into one or two problems at turn let's try and pinpoint it exactly it was the run into turn three so, Irwin had done turns one and two okay, but then overcooked matters into turn three, and the car had fallen off to driver's right, where it should have been, rounding the corner. Yeah, fully sideways, fully locked up. Desperate was Irwin Creed not to run the car into the wall. He did manage to avoid that, and the 37 Signitech car has rotated at turn 13, which is the corner that leads everyone onto the, onto the long, long straight. That straight, slightly longer than a kilometre. So... That will have ruined the current f- t- fast lap for Pierre-Tirier. Good news is, though, it doesn't scupper the next one, potentially, because he's got two very slow corners to get around before he has to start another lap and will be able to get back up to speed, therefore. SMP Racing number 17 nearing the end of a flying lap here. And a 1.43.155 is the time to try and beat Let's see what the time is. It's a 143.778 from car 17 being driven by Yekor Erudchev. But Erudchev is slower than his teammate Stefan Sarazan there. You add the two times together and divide by two and get a 143.870. Four minutes left on the clock and tyre changes being done at Rebellion. With car number one currently third fastest on combined times. The seventh car by the looks of things it's going to be sent back out again the uh, the pit lane marker board there or the, rather the lollipop although they look less and less like mo- lollipops in this modern era it's a pit symbol with a big arrow on the bottom of it and that kind of helps to stand the car up to bring it up to that to helps to stand the sign up rather and bring it to driver's eye level is the seventh car going to be sent yes it is and the eight going to be sent back out again so uh, Toyota not yet happy with the pace of the 7 and the 8, they are 1st and 2nd in the times. But we're going to see Mike Conway. Well, no, Kimi Kouayashi, I think I saw in the cockpit for car number 7. Yes, and Fernando Alonso in the 8. So they have switched back to their original drivers. Obviously, Mike Conway and Kaz Nakajima happy. So is it, therefore, the slower drivers being sent back out again? It is. So Alonso, an opportunity to improve on a 143.6. Bear in mind that uh, Kaz Nakajima half a second faster than his uh, Spanish teammate so it is Fernando Alonso who needs to improve it is Kamui Kobayashi who needs to improve as well because he's been he's had his time better to the tune of 2.2 2 of a second So let's see whether there is the opportunity for these cars to improve yet further and just shows doesn't it how keen Toyota are to do the best they possibly can in the session. I don't think they're in any danger of losing those front-row starts because Andre Lotra, who is still circulating in the number one rebellion, has done a 143.5 to give the car a combined time of a 143.5. But two-tenths of a second quicker is the number eight car, even be- without any improvement. And three-tenths of a second quicker is the number seven. So they're comfortable, our Toyota, but they still want to bring these times down if at all possible so third fastest in LMP1 is number one. Fourth quickest is the SMP racing machine number 17 fifth fastest is car three the rebellion of Thomas Laurent and who's he qualified that car with it was Matthias Besch who was initially in that car so Gustavo Menezes not qualifying it and in number one, Andre Lotterer and I said Bruno Senna, didn't I? Yeah. So Senna and Lotterer qualifying. Neil Jani not taking active part in qualifying. In LMP2, the 38 car remains fastest, courtesy of Hope in Tongue's time, joined by Gabriel Obrey, and they have done an average of a 149.138 in the 37 car therefore the other Jackie Chan DC racing car Nabil Jeffrey doing a good job with Jasmine Jafar I think or was it Wei Rontan? To be honest I don't remember either of those drivers being at the wheel of the 37 I'm sure they have been anyway Nabil Jeffrey is at the wheel currently and that car on average times has done a 149.257 third fastest in LMP2 the 31 car Pastor Maldonado initially now Roberto Gonzalez and the combined time is a 149 point. Uh, let's just have a look. No, because that's changed because Pierre Thierrier has got his act together. There was no spin on that last lap. And Pierre Thierrier's done a 151.814. That is still three seconds slower than his teammate at SeniorTech, Nicola Lapierre, but nevertheless. That's much more like it and brings the car up to third fastest on average times. So in LMP2, 38 faster than 37, faster than 36 and the 31 car therefore falling to fourth quickest. Still, now we are now seeing the chequered flag and cars initially to cross the line. The number seven machine, was that a better time from Kamui Bayashi? Doesn't appear to be. That's still a 143.2. However, no, it was a better time. Kimiwe Kobayashi does improve and, in fact, might be fastest of all the Toyota drivers now. That's a 142. 08 and the first car to break the 143 barrier therefore he's done it by three tenths of a second what about Fernando Alonso that's a much better time as well from the Spaniard he had only done a 143.6 initially well it's a 143.1 this time around and that represents a better time than co-driver Kaz Nakajima So Alonso 143.1, Nakajima the same time more or less but it's slower on the hundredths column and it gives the number 8 crew an average of 143.159 but it cannot be faster than the 7 car which is a 142.931 on average times and that surely confirms another pole position for the year for car number 7. They were winners last time out in Fuji and I'm calling it another fastest time just want to make sure that we have seen the seven car in pole position already this year the cars are still filtering over the line by the way out of turn 16 let's just have a look in the drivers uh, championship so far there have been pole positions for yes both the Toyotas so far at Silverstone it was the seventh car on top of the times well they've done it again they weren't able to repeat that feat at Fuji but two rounds on from Silverstone it is Jose Maria Lopez, Kimui Kobayashi and Mike Conway who are the fastest car seven from eight in third position the number one rebellion then of Andre Lotterer and his teammates Neil Gianni and Bruno Senna and then in fourth position, there's the SMP Racing, BR Engineering, BR1 of Yegor Irudchev. Also doing the qualifying in that car, Stefan Sarazan. Fifth fastest in LMP1 and disappointingly really for the Rebellion squad uh, were the number three, uh, was the number three car. So the R13s will start third and fifth on tomorrow's grid. Sixth position is the number 10 car and an LMP2 it's the number 38 machine for Jackie Chan DC Racing. Let's hear from Mike Conway. Another one point for our car, which is good, but um, yeah, as you said, very close. The Rebellions have been there all weekend, and every condition, so they're really uh, keeping us on our toes, which is uh, which is good, good for the championship, and um, yeah, but we got to work to keep behind tomorrow, because uh, with the rain, they they were very, very similar in lap time, so it'll be a tricky race tomorrow. It's going to have to have a clean race, will be hard in those conditions, if it's always... Don't rain on and off, it's going to be tricky.
1: What are you thinking about that first corner? Everyone had it heading down to that?
0: You should ask Jose, because he's going to take the start. <laughs> I'm going to be in the back watching in the garage. Thank you. So Mike, uh, in a sense, with the easy job there, and instead it'll be triple World Touring Car Champion Jose Maria Lopez to take the start into what is always a busy corner here at Shanghai. It's the ever-tightening Turn 1 and 2, Snail shell like, in fact, as it gets tighter and tighter, that spiral, and then all of a sudden spits everybody out at turns three and four. Very easy to get that corner wrong, as Erwin Creed proved in that session. And when you've got uh, a total of 35 cars all scrabbling for the Apex. Uh, into that first corner tomorrow. It could be rather tricky. Hopefully there's no carnage and everybody gets through safely. So it's the number seven car taking a second pole position of the year. And congratulations to Mike Conway and to Kimiwiko Bayashi who've done the hard work in qualifying and they hand over to Jose Maria Lopez to take the race start tomorrow. 0.228 of a second is the margin between the two Toyotas. Car number eight will also start on the front row. And then on the second row, it'll be Rebellion number one, and SMP Racing BR Engineering BR1, car number 17. On the third row, Rebellion number 3 and Dragon Speed number 10. That's the BR1 with the Gibson engine. Renge van der Zander doing the qualifying along with Ben Hanley in that session. And completing the LMP1 lineup, car 11 from SMP Racing and number 4, the Bicollet Racing Machine. Didn't mention an awful lot about that car during the session, but it was Ollie Webb and Tom Dillman doing the qualifying. Uh, in that session and a combined time yeah, thank you. of 146.353. This is Hope in Tongue. Uh,
1: this time, number 38 car, us. Uh, great to be on pole again uh, in our home race. So looking, of course, to uh, extend this until tomorrow afternoon. I don't want to tempt fate, fate but uh, can you convert it to the win? Um, well, we'll try. Uh, the last two races in WC went pretty well for us. Uh, weather conditions for tomorrow seem to be A lot different from today, uh, but I think we should have a good pace in the car and uh, the team is strong as ever, so uh, we're very confident.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's the man with dual nationality, races on a Chinese license, but was born in Velp in the Netherlands, 35-year-old Hopin Tung, and congratulations to him, along with his Jackie Chan DC Racing teammates, because Car38 will start from pole position. So that's Gabriel Obrey and Stefan Riquelmi. They... Are not championship leaders, but only not championship leaders by a point, and it's very very tight indeed. But uh, initial, well, actually, I suppose they are joint championship leaders now because you get a point for for, for uh, being first in qualifying in LMP2, so that brings them level. With Sydney Tech Alpine Matt Mutt, and that's just how close it is in LMP2. They will start from pole position in car 38. It's an all Jackie Chan DC racing front row with the 37 car up alongside, therefore. Dragon Speed with their LMP2 car will start from third position ahead of now joint championship leaders, Sydney Tech Alpine Matt Mutt in car 36. They will start from fourth position ahead of TDS Racing, number 28, Racing Team Nederland, 29, and Labra Competition car 50. A reminder that a little earlier on here on RS3 we reported that the 66 GTE Pro Ford Snatched pole position very late in the day indeed. So well done to Stefan Mucke and Olivier Pla, who will start at the top of a very competitive-looking GTE Pro entry. 11 cars in that part of the race this weekend, with the extra Corvette, of course, bolstering the field. Uh, But it's a Ford and BMW front row in pro, with the 66 and 81 cars starting there. The second row, 97 Aston and 92 Porsche. So that's four different manufacturers. And can we make it five different? No, not quite, because in fifth position it's the other BMW number eighty-two ahead of ninety-five Aston Martin in GTE Am. Aston Martin Racing leaving it even later than Ford did in Pro and Pedro Lamy, who we didn't hear from sadly, nor Pe- uh, nor uh, Paul De La Lana, but they will be grinning from ear to ear along with Matthias be- uh, Matthias Louder, I should say. The ninety-eight car then taking pole position in GTE Am and a point for that. Uh, Christian Reed along with Julian Andlauer and Matt Campbell, our championship leaders, they've qualified in second position in GTE-AM ahead of the Spirit of Race Ferrari and the number 88 Dempsey Proton Racing Porsche. That is it, therefore, for qualifying, the fifth qualifying session of the season and round 5 is still to come you can hear it all here live on RS3 part of the radio show limited network of channels just go to the radiolemon.com homepage for the times relevant to you wherever you are around the world assuming your the clock in the, uh, the corner of the screen is correct then the calculations will be done for you but in the UK i can tell you it's a 2:30 a.m. start for countdown to green And then we will start our race coverage at 5 to the hour. The race starting bang on the hour at 3 a.m., which is actually an 11 a.m. start in China. And we go through through until 9 a.m. in the UK, 5 p.m. at Shanghai. And there's then a post-race tech show of half an hour, which will delve into the various discussion topics that have cropped up throughout that race and, indeed, throughout the 2018 parts of the transitional season, the super season. We'll, we'll, we will have five races under our belt then, of course, and just three more to go. And uh, all your discussion topics welcome during post-race tech. Just get in touch with us via Twitter at RSL underscore Studio. And you can also uh, fire it to at Blackpool Johnny and at Radio Le Mans as well. We will get Alex Kapadia's details Twitter-wise tomorrow because it's he and I for race coverage As I say, starting at 2.30 on Sunday morning UK time. And we look forward to your company Uh, qualifying. Very interesting indeed, but of course, held in entirely dry conditions. We've had wet free practice sessions yesterday when the Toyotas were quickest. But tomorrow for the race promises to be very interesting because we're going to have not really one set condition for the full six hours. It may well start dry with then... Passing showers creeping in later on in the piece. Who will get their tyre choice correct? Who will get their strategy bang on? Well, there's only one way of finding out. That's to tune into RS3 tomorrow and join Johnny Palmer and Alex Capardia. From qualifying, though, for the moment, it's goodbye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production.
1: Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.